Oh my god, Green! I saw this. <laughs> I saw this uh, license plate. Uh huh. Um, on my drive home, I'm gonna send it to you because it was. I saw it. I immediately thought of you, which I don't know what that means <laughs> or oh, what I'm that says. But uh, <laughs> I was like, the person who's gonna enjoy this the most is Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see it? It says daddy. <laughs> daddy one. Where's daddy two? Mm. How many daddies are there? I like the How many did? I love that. Yeah, I love that too. Especially it's the handicap signal and then it says daddy one. Oh boy. So you're seeing just the one movie or are you seeing the whole thing? I'm seeing all of them, but on like different days. So oh. Friday I'm seeing fellowship. Saturday I'm seeing the two towers. And Sunday, I'm watching Return of the King. And, like, inside a theater? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Are you going to dress up? Wow. No. Well, like, you're not going to wear anything nice? Probably. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm going to try and dress nice. I didn't mean, like, are you showing up in, like, a little cape with, like, a little pin and no shoes? No, because I don't have a cape. With a little pin. And I would never go anywhere without shoes on. I'm not disgusting. <laughs> it sounds like you do want a little cape with a little pin, though. If I had, though, if I, yeah, though, I do. I, uh, I do want that cape, though. <laughs> I key want that cape. I just have so much hobbit energy. Like, I don't think it's fair for me to be a human person. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what would I show? I'd probably show up as just, like, a fucking elf. Or I want to be, like, one of the party elves from The Hobbit. <laughs> you, you know? You want to be, like, one of Thranduil's party elves? Yeah, like, in the, in the forest, that's, like, the elf yeah, like, in the tree. Just like making yeah. fun of the dwarves. <laughs> yeah, just like, mm, mm, and they're all getting like drunk while like they like are rolling the barrels out. And they're like, mm, 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 mm. yes, exactly. They're like they're singing. They're literally making up a song on the song. spot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like the thing. It's like let's all just collectively make up a song. Like what? <laughs> all right, we should we should do an episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of We Don't Watch Movies featuring hey. me, Kareen. And me, Mandy. Wow! 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 <laughs> this week, I think we're going to talk about Cruella. But okay. I have to remember all my opinions on it because I watched it like a month ago. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I had a lot of opinions when I watched it a month ago, but I've, mm-hmm. like, cooled off since then. So Oh, no. I know. Wait, you've seen Luca, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched it the other week, like, a week or two ago. Yeah, so did I. Oh, no. I'll, I'll talk about Cruella. All right. I'll talk about this. It was really cute. I know. It was so cute. I was like, there's so... Silencio, Bruno. Um, and, like, I can definitely see why... 
a lot of people have been like, this is a queer or like a trans story. Like yeah. I was kind of viewing it in that lens because I heard so much about it and how people were like getting upset about it. So like, well, I'm going to view it in that lens. And I was like, oh, that makes 100% total sense. Like, I, I see it. Yeah, I definitely viewed it in the queer lens. And I think I would have even if I hadn't seen like all the takes on it. It's just, <laughs> it's not a hard reach to make at all. No, it's not. Like it's so... I mean, everything is set up that way, right? Like, even when he is, like, when he rejects, you know, um, what's Alberto, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, oh, no, that's, like, that self, Mm -hmm. that self-hate kind of, like, oh, no, and you're, like, Brock, oh, no, I was, yeah, I was having, and then, like, oh, like, Alberto found a home, you know, that we're someplace where he can be accepted for who he is. And, like, now Luca needs to go find out. I was like, oh, but he still has a home. I'm like, oh, I'm like dying. I know. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. I know. It was so cute. I felt like ugh, the, I like that it was a character-driven story. And I also mm-hmm. felt like it had, it had, like, more compelling interpersonal character dynamics than half Mm -hmm. the films that we get nowadays you know what i mean yeah i mean because all the decisions were character based like everything that these you know everything is based on yeah and like the whole friendship thing and like when the envy and jealousy comes in but also when he points at him like i Mm -hmm. I, like gasped when that happened and then like just how you can see the emotional, how they're feeling about each other, but it's also not, like, super, super obvious. There's, like, Mm -hmm. you can kind of gather there's something deeper here or whatever. It was just so compelling to me. I was Mm -hmm. like, I can see so much character relationships going on in here, and that's some of my favorite things in a film, and it just worked so well, and was just so interesting just on its own. It's like, this could be about, like, anything, and if it's these kind of characters, it's just interesting. And I liked different kind of hallmarks to different uh, stories. But it reminded me of the one story about, like, what, the Red Demon and the Blue Demon. I think it's... Is it an Oscar Wilde or is it a Japanese folktale? We just don't know. But there's, like... <laughs> it was... They mentioned it in Devil Man Cry Baby. And it was, like, one of them would act, like, really bad or whatever... And just because they were friends, and then the other one would come and like save everybody from the bad demon. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was how they were living their life. But like the bad one, even though he wasn't really bad, was just playing the part, was always like an outcast so that the good one could be good. So Mm -hmm. there was that scene, right, where it seemed like it was going to be that way. But then Luca was like, nah. And I was like, ah! (laughs) But yeah, just very good. I liked it. Yeah, I liked also that it was, like, even, like, the animation wasn't so, like, quote-unquote, like, realistic, you know, like, it was, mm-hmm. it had its unique, like, 3D animation, like, animated style, which was really nice and really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, just how imaginative Luca was and, like, how they showed, like, his imagination. I was, like, finally using your, like, animation to, like, show, like, all the amazing things you could do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I also really like that. Just, like, him and his little dreams and his daydreams and, like, the possibility. I was like, yeah, that's exactly. And, like, as a kid, like, that's exactly how you see the world. Like, it's beautiful and amazing and magical. Yeah, exactly. So I like that a lot. And, oh, my God, the dad. Uh, Julia's dad. <laughs> 
Oh, when he turned yeah, around, he, I it was eaten by whatever. He's like, no, I was born this way. And it was like, that is such a dad joke. <laughs> oh, what a dad. Mm-hmm. And when Alberto runs away, and he's like, oh, I gotta go look for him. And you're just like, oh. oh. When he, oh. Yeah, there was like, when he started like eating it, like with his hand, like you're seeing him spend a lot of time with that uh-huh. kid, right? And like when he finds out he's not there, he's immediately like, I have to go look for him. Like maybe he just wants, I was like, oh, the dad really likes this kid. He really likes him, yeah. He cares about him so much. I'm like, ah, this kid is a dad figure. (laughs) I know. I was like, right away, I was like, that dad is not around. Mm -hmm. I was like, he's not there. It's just him living by himself. So sad. Yeah. Oh, I found this story. I think it's, it's the red ogre who cried and it's a children's story japanese children's story written in the 30s so yeah it's the story reminded me a bit of this one Uh so because it's it's literally like the red ogre wants to play with the kids and so the blue ogre plays the bad guy so the red ogre can save the kids from the blue ogre and then play with them but then by virtue of that those two ogres can't be friends anymore so it Uh reminded me elements of the story reminded me of that but mm-hmm. also like the real villains are the parents how are you gonna be like i'm gonna i know what's safe for my child sending him miles down into the middle with my borat brother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> like this you know and then also like if you compare it to like a queer story it's very like yeah like send him away to like yeah yeah it's like no you can't touch that we don't want you to touch that so we're gonna send you far away to where you will experience no joy like i just when the parents made that decision i was like i can't i i'm you're irredeemable at this point like i (laughs) i don't like these parents and they just they were the most annoying characters to me because I don't think they were supposed to be annoying, but they just came off extremely annoying and just too helicopter and too controlling. And I was like, just give your kid a break. Like, just go away. You were going to send him to the bottom of the ocean. Now you're like, how could he leave us? Like, bitch, I wonder why. You're going <laughs> to send him in a place with no sunlight. Oh, they're so... And then they're such jerks to the other kids, too. They're just, like, tossing kids in the water. I loved when they were tossing the kids in the water. I was like, yes, throw all of them into the ocean. I could not get behind. I was like, you guys are so annoying. So, Mm -hmm. I just didn't... The parents were my least favorite part of the whole movie. Like, the stupid bicycle kids, like, whatever. He's just a jerk. Like, fine. He looks like that Despicable Me um, bad guy, Vector. <laughs> Vector. <laughs> Still, what does it stands for? Direction and... Um, what was that? I forgot what a Vector means. The, the guy said it in the movie. Oh, it's not Victor, Dad. It's a Vector. Yeah. Vector. All right, let's talk okay, about Cruella. Talk about Cruella. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so Monty, why have you not seen Cruella? Because I want to pay that money for premium access. Yeah. Um, also, it looks really dumb. Um, I don't think there was anyone that was like, I wonder what the backstory for Cruella de Vil is. Like, there was literally no one who was like, I really want to know her story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no one asked for this. Yeah. Literally no one asked for that story. 
And I think that it's hilarious that Disney will just like pull anything out their ass so they don't have to like keep paying like money because they already have all the rights to all this shit. Mm. Um, but saying that, you know, Disney still owns my ass, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I haven't seen this movie. Uh, I wasn't interested. I don't like Emma Stone, but that's like another like thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I do know, I know one thing about this movie. I know one thing about this movie, and it's the fact that Cruella DeVille hates Dalmatians because her mother was killed by Dalmatians. <laughs> I want to know what genius writer this was because clearly if this person can get a job, I should be a millionaire. I don't know why I'm not a millionaire right now because I have better ideas than than being like, Cruella DeVille hates Dalmatians and wants to make Dalmatian coats because her mom was killed by a Dalmatian. Like, like who? Like, she couldn't just kill Dalmatians because she really likes the pattern. Like, that's literally her thing. Like, her thing, literally, it's like these movies that she just really loves animal furs and she likes the way it looks. Like, that's motivation enough, right? Like, you don't need, like, a deep, like, oh, we're really gonna feel sorry for Cruella because... Her mother was killed by Dalmatian. If anything, that makes her mom seem like super dumb. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I realize people are killed in dog attacks. But it's like, <laughs> people whose parents have been killed <laughs> by dogs, they may not like dogs. They might even hate dogs. But no one is going around going, I'm going to kill all the dogs <laughs> and skin them and then wear their fur. Like, no one takes that extra step. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of opinions for someone who hasn't seen this movie. Oh, no, I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, uh, yeah, but <laughs> but I've also heard, like, lots of funny things, like, oh, I'm so glad Cruella DeVille is a feminist. Like, <laughs> like okay, she might be a feminist, but also she, she believes in animal cruelty. Like, like, just a lot of things that... They're like, we're trying to make her like this girl boss, but it's like she she's an evil villain. Like, like y'all called Elizabeth Holmes a girl boss and she destroyed people's lives. So like we need to stop using this term and use it for actual girl bosses. Like um I feel like girl boss works for the type of women we're using them for because it is such a problematic white woman term and that is true it and really is like it. it is 100 percent directed at white women <laughs> in like problematic roles doing problematic things but like viewed like in a positive quote-unquote way by other white women yeah while the rest of us are like what the fuck is this saying? yeah <laughs> It's just an extension of problematic white feminism. And yes. <laughs> so Where's that intersectionality? I don't know, but she's a girl boss, so that's all that matters. <laughs> um. Oh my God, I'm so excited to talk about this movie now. Um, you're just reminding me of every, <laughs> everything. Everything, all the flaws, all the flaws. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right, no, no, hold on, hold on. I have a really big question, and yes. I want this answered now before we discuss anything. So, in the trailer, we haven't seen it yet, but she has red hair and she also has the black and white hair. So my question is, 
Does she originally have that really gross, unnatural red hair? Does she originally have that really gross black hair? Does she really have a white hair? Or is she literally two-toned? It's literally, she's born two-toned. Two-toned? She's born with that chic, split-dye you know, haircut. I hate that I'm going to say this, but you know what that means, Kareem. That means that her pubes are two-toned <laughs> as well. One armpit is black and one, one armpit is the other armpit. One, one leg, leg in the that? other leg. One arm and the other arm. Like, just split. She's the carpets split. do match the drains. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it has to be said. It's like half bleached, half not. She goes to get like a butthole wax. And they're like, all right. She's like, hey, you only have to do half of it. You only do half because the other half you can see because it's bleached <laughs> already. <laughs> Jesus. That is awful. Again, who wrote that? Who wrote that? Why couldn't that be a stylistic choice? That makes much more sense, right? Because that's a more defining character, like a characteristic. Like, you have decided to be a two-toned person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that makes sense character choice-wise. Especially right? And again, that fits your aesthetic. Like, person, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you see someone like that, you're going to think to yourself, oh, this is a choice, a decision I've made. No one is born like that. But you know what? If your mom has been murdered by Dalmatians, I think it's okay for you to be just born like that. Like you're an anime character. Sure. <laughs> hey, you were born with... It's like that Tumblr post where it's like the doctor showing the mom that you have like pink hair. The mom's crying like, no! Yeah. You have to die! <laughs> you're an anime protagonist! Uh, all right. So I'm glad you answered that question. I'm sure everyone else is super curious. I mean, canonically, and they don't go into whether or not her pubes are half. Well, I'm sure they don't. It's a Disney movie. But you're over here asking questions like that I didn't know needed to be answered. And yet here we are. Why has no one made a hit tweet about this yet? Um, It could be you, Monzi. This is how you could get your It could be me, but I've got like 12 followers, so... (laughs) That ain't going viral anytime soon. Not if I retweet it and someone else retweets it and then someone with more people retweet. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what do you think happens in Okay, this is what I think happens. I think two-tone Corella DeVille is born. She's just a sweet, innocent little girl. But then she sees her mother get murdered by Dalmatians. And she's like, I hate Dalmatians. And then she is in the slums because she has nothing else to do. She's... Her father left her because she was a weird two-tone bitch. And then she's got to, like, work her way up. And she's like, I want to be a fashionista. And so she ends up working for Emma Watson. Who is that? Emma is that Thomas. Who that was? Emma Thompson. Emma Thomas. And he was a Thomas. Thompson. Okay. Yeah, Thompson. And he was an Emma. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, look at this weird person. And so she's like, I got to dye my hair red so no one will know that I'm a weirdo. But everyone can tell she's a weirdo. And then, like, she comes up with some, like, really fantastic 
fashion ideas and Emma Thompson is like, oh, this is so nice or whatever. She's like, maybe you can be my apprentice. So she like starts working there. But then it gets revealed that she took her designs. And then Cruella Deville is like, how dare you take my designs? I'm going to destroy you. And so then she like comes up with a whole plan to destroy the fashion house and Emma Thompson or whatever. And then while she's there, she also sees the Dalmatian. And she's like, finally, I can take my revenge on all the Dalmatians. <laughs> and she makes, like, her first, like, Dalmatian skin coat or, like, hat or, like, muffler or whatever. Like, I don't know. Um, and uh, she gets caught and she gets sent to jail, but she escapes or something. I don't know. Okay. And then she starts her own fashion house. And Emma Thompson is like, oh, no, I've been defeated. And Carla Bell's like, ha, 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 ha. Gotcha. Am I, how, how close am I? You're pretty close. You're, you're pretty close. Um, there's some stuff that's a little off, but that's pretty close to, uh, to the story. All right. Let's find a trailer. I'll caveat this with I also did not want to pay premium to watch this movie. Um, And I had no desire to watch it until I found out how the mother died. And then I saw the scene on Twitter and I was like, you had to watch it. Now I have to watch this. (laughs) Well, now I have no choice. (laughs) So I uh, found other ways to watch it that didn't involve paying premium. I oh, I see. So you Disney that money. I see. So you paid premium. Wink, 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 The dogs. Oh my God, Rolf. Uh, Mark Strong is in this movie. Oh, that's who that is. Ugh, shoot me. I am woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> that's why I said shoot. This may. <laughs> she looks so stupid. Let me just set this house on fire real quick. Her hair looks so obviously like a wig. Like, it's so obviously. Her, like, there's the top of the hair is so it just high. Doesn't, it just doesn't sit, yeah, it's, right where it should sit. Yeah. Just, that's all I could think of as I was watching this trailer was that that hair is so obviously a wig. I know. It was pretty obvious watching it someone needs to get some uh tips from glenn close's cruella Deville because uh <laughs> all right do you want to amend any of your um thing? not really i guess she sets a, a house on fire and somewhere in there she says something on fire Mm. that's all right so are you ready for this i am so ready for this i am so ready you're ready to make so many sarcastic comments yes all right so we start with it's, it does, I think it does one of those, like, oh, no, we're here, and then we flash back. Or does it start chronologically? I don't know. I bet you're wondering how we got here. <laughs> Freeze frame. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's that. I'm pretty sure they, like, start somewhere. Yes, they do. They start somewhere, and then they go back. So she's like, okay. you're probably wondering how I got here, whatever. She's doing, like, that whatever accent. 
And she's like, oh, I was born. A British accent? <laughs> I was born this way. And she, like, comes out and everyone's like, oh, no, why do you, your hair is black and white or whatever. And they're like, I've always been different. And it just shows her as, like, a child with, like, her half and half hair. Um, and she, like, they describe her a talent for fashion but with a cruel streak. So she's, like, creative, but sometimes she's naughty. And the mother calls, and also her name, she was, the name she was born with is Estella. But then when she's being bad, her mom calls they her They call her Cruella. Cruel Ella. So then the mom will be like, oh Shouldn't no. it be Cruel Stella then? <laughs> it would have made more sense if her name was Ella or like Eleanor. Yeah. So when you say Cruel Ella, that makes much more sense because otherwise yeah. it'd be Cruel Stella. No, it's just Estella. Um, I don't know. So... The mom is like, uh-oh, you're being bad. Cruella's coming out. You should stop doing that. And she's like, okay. So then they send her to school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's trying. She's like, I tried to be good. So, like, she goes to school and she's trying to be friends. Everyone makes fun of her because of her hair. Oh, no. Um, and then she starts, like, beating kids up. <laughs> and, like, cutting things up and everything and just being really just having a hard time at school basically because she keeps getting into fights and the principal is like we have all these rules yada yada and you keep breaking all these rules we're gonna suspend you um the mom's like okay fine um oh is this a boarding school or just like regular school it's like a regular school okay because you said you she sent her so i thought she was like sent away i'm pretty sure it was like regular school um apparently she has something called poliosis that decrease her absence of melanin or color in head hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, or any other hairy area. It's popularly so known like... as white forelock when it affects hair directly above the forehead. So this is like what Rogue from X-Men has. Okay, but it's just like half of her body. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. So it's supposed to be... It is a condition that could conceivably happen, but it's usually like a patch or like a it's spot a patch or something. Or so spots, she has like yeah. an extreme version of it. I think my sister has, because Jules has a lot of white hair. Mm. And she's 12. And my mom too has like a really just like on the side, like just a white. Like just like a splotch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she also now that she's older, she has much more white hair everywhere, but she's always had since she was little, like just a white splotch, like right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. There's just like some people. Oh, this one woman has like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is something that can definitely happen. So, some, it's like a streak or like a, you mm-hmm. know, like a white streak. It's, yeah. So, it can happen. Um, all these eyelashes. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> point is she could conceivably be really have this like con- this yeah. yes mm-hmm. um and yeah so like she she gets bullied a lot she like makes one friend which is this mm-hmm. girl perdita darling and she's like oh we can be friends so it's like oh right because she and perdita were best friends in primary school but perdita's last name canonically cannot okay i'm gonna keep going cannot be darling because you know whose last name is darling the jim peter darling pan the peter pan yeah. family wendy darling jim darling blah 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 yeah blah. and then also 
the fucking Lady and the Tramp couple, the 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 wife's name, it's Jim, Deer, and Darling, which we don't even know if that's actually their names or not. It's just like the dog thinks that's their names because that's what they yeah, call yeah. each other. But I'm like, why is Perdita's last name Darling? It should be something else. Otherwise, this means that she's related to the Peter Pan people, which I guess because they're in London, sure. But like, what... Um, so I was like, they keep just reusing the last name Darling, like, over and over again. My pet peeve. I think it's annoying. Anyways, so Estella gets expelled, and then the mom's like, all right, you know what? We're going to, uh, we're going to pull you out of school before you get expelled, actually. That way, they can't, like, <laughs> have the expulsion on their record. Where the uh-huh. like, you can't expel her. We, we withdrew. And the teacher's like, what? whatever, I don't care, leave. Um, and then she's like, we're going to go to London. And Cruella's like, oh, my God, yay, London. Like, the fashion sense. Everything's going to be so much better in London. No yeah. one there is, like, the worst. Exactly. Also, she has, like, a dog that she found. Um, so she's like, I like this Is it dog. a Dalmatian? No, it's just, like, a regular butt that she it's found. It's a regular dog. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, we have a dog. But then the mom's like, okay, we have to, like, make one stop before we go to, to London. <laughs> So the like, stop right, is the stop is me the getting pound to drop off the dog. <laughs> Am I right? No. So the the mom stops. She goes to like this giant mansion, which if you're a 101 dog, it's like Hellman Hall. So you're like, oh, okay. this is gonna be Hell Hall. There's like this big party gala thing there or whatever. The mom's like, stay in the car, and then I'll be right back. So Cruella's like, okay, and then the mom leaves, and then Cruella goes, what if I didn't stay in the car? Because these people are wearing (laughs) great clothes. So she gets out of the car with the dog, and she's, like, sneaking into the party and looking at all the fashion. She's like, oh, my God, I'm I'm so obsessed. And then at some point, she, I don't remember exactly how, but she sees her mother outside talking to this lady, and... The lady, like, they're, they're just talking, and then suddenly these Dalmatians, I think she's being chased by Dalmatians, and then these, so she's being chased by Dalmatians, that's right, she, like, goes into the party, and then, like, Dalmatians, like, find her, and they, like, chase her out or whatever. So she's running and running, and she tumbles down the hill, that's where that, like, weird rock song is happening. Also, all the music is, like, licensed. So it's, like, weird, because you're hearing, like, alt-edgy versions of songs you already know, and you're like, What? Anyway, so she tumbles and rolls. Okay. I don't know if you've seen the scene. I haven't seen it. We're uh, I'm gonna just gonna play it, it, but then I'm gonna play it for you. She tumbles and rolls, and then she looks up, and then you see the mom just like looking wistfully, dramatically out, and they're like talking in front of like a cliffside because, of course. And then the Dalmatian (laughs) comes wearing this like leather daddy harness. And like oh god! And like, which is like actually like just a dog harness. I was like, oh wait, dogs wear harnesses. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, Green! <laughs> and he like, why is that dog wearing a daddy harness? I, I was like, this dog would get <laughs> banned from Pride by. Oh my shavers. god! <laughs> because it was oh around when the kink at Pride discourse was happening. Um. Anyways, so then she like looks up, and the dog like sails over her head. And bounce, <laughs> and like 
rushes and like the three of them are like chasing her mom she's like oh no what's gonna happen and then the mom it just like stands there like she's not getting bull rushed by three <laughs> dogs because and then they, <laughs> they jump kick her off <laughs> they jump kick her off a cliff they don't even like maul her they jump kick her off a cliff they like jump on her but they don't fall with her. So they're just like, poof. They just like push her off. Somehow these dogs pushed a woman off of a cliff. Yeah, and then she's like, ah! This isn't their first murder. <laughs> so now I'm gonna find the clip. Oh my god. I saw this scene and I was like, oh my I god. will pay, <laughs> I, I will do whatever I can. I will not pay to watch this, but I will watch this. Okay. Okay. Let me click right. on this. Right. I hope it has some music. It does. It does? Are okay. you watching? Uh, yeah. Okay. This is so badly animated. <laughs> this is such bad CG. <laughs> oh my god. She's just standing there. They literally push her off the cliff. Oh my god. I wait right back while you digest that to turn my AC on. <laughs> what? What the hell is that? And we're back. That was such bad dog CG. It's all bad. I was like, what is this? Sucker punch? Like, what am I watching? That was, it was like it was 2004. Like, why was it so obviously so bad? And like the slow-mo. They, the Nintendogs Dalmatian looks better than that. Um, the Nintendogs. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how the mom dies. And she's like, oh my god, no, I killed my mother because the Dalmatians were chasing me. And then for some reason they kept going and going and decided to go after my mom who was just standing on the thing and didn't do anything like she didn't even run towards like did she not see her like at all that she wasn't like let me run to my child at least like what she didn't see her daughter because like, how could she see her daughter when she can't even see these dogs coming at her i guess that's true when they're you're blind like, barking you're blind at her like they're barking and she's like hmm i wonder who that's for <laughs> <laughs> Weird. There must be somebody behind me standing on this cliff. Uh, that was ridiculous. And that was over so quickly. I know. Like, that's it. That, like, it, the physics don't even make sense, because if that dog is jumping on her with that much force, the dog should also topple off the cliff mm -hmm. with her. But no, they're just, like, wall jumping off of this woman. <laughs> just got a kick. Just yeah, gonna so. jump kick a woman off of the side of a balcony real quick. Yeah. That was that was so stupid. I know. That was so stupid. Okay. I know. Okay. So now she's orphaned and then somehow she makes her way to London and she's like, Oh no, now I'm sad and alone and don't have a mother. I killed my mom. And then she makes friends with two other orphans named Jasper and Horace. And these two are okay. kind of like your Oliver Twist esque, like uh, they, yeah. they they pickpocket and all that kind of stuff. They've been on the streets for a while. And they have a little Chihuahua named Wink. Um, 
And they, like, kind of run away from her. But then she follows them to their secret hideout. And they're like, all right, I guess we're all a team now. Um, and so these are, like, Jasper and Horace are the henchmen in her. Yeah. In the actual movie. Um, which, colorblind casting, Jasper is, I think he's multiracial. He looks half, half black. Um, and then Perdita is also played by a black woman now. So it's like, all right, fine, cool. Um, okay, because Perdita is the original lady, right? Yeah, Rogers. From Wonder Woman Dalmatians? Yeah. yeah, Roger. Okay. Yeah. So they knew each other as kids. Yes. That is. And that I'm assuming was... they. And then I'm assuming they meet again when they're older. Yeah. In this movie, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. So, okay. um, but yeah, in the original movie, it was established they were childhood friends, and they I thought just... they, I remember they were, they knew each other from school, but I, I guess I just assumed it was college. I think he, Roger mentions college. Mm. I watched, like, the first 20 minutes of the original movie, like, a month or two ago, mm. but then the kids didn't want to watch, so I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to watch this, like incredibly monumental film that was the first one to use Xerox transfer technology so we could see the <laughs> original pen strokes of the animators. You guys, you uncultured children. Yeah, for some reason, my four-year-old nephew wasn't into that, so. They don't want to see 101 puppies. Okay, fine. <laughs> Can't account for taste. Anyways, I'm kidding. I'm not going to roast your four-year-old nephew. <laughs> um, so anyway, so now they, like, they go around just stealing shit to make a living. They live in, like, this abandoned kind of loft area in, like, a warehouse. Um, so now we go into adulthood, and now it's Emma Stone. And, oh, she dyes her hair red so people don't notice her. Which I'm okay. like, why wouldn't you just dye your hair black? Black. So that you don't yeah, have to Yeah, because you have to bleach the other side. Your roots are gonna come in funky. <laughs> you have to bleach one set of roots. What a dumbass. She has to be so extra, doesn't she? Like, yeah. <laughs> unnecessary. I don't know why. For some reason, they're like, well, we're gonna do red. So I'm like, all right, fine. Because she's Cruella DeVille. Red, like, the devil. demons and devils. Well, yeah. that's not even her last name. Her last name oh, is Oh, I know, Miller. I'm sure. Miller. <laughs> Estella Miller. Everything about her becomes even more and more like, okay, all right. Anyways, so yeah, so she's, she wants to be a fashion designer. Um, and so 10 years later, they're going around as like thieves or whatever. Um, but she's also, she makes their disguises herself. So that's how she works on the fashion stuff. Um, and then like it's her birthday and then Jasper and Horace, they get her a job as a cleaner at like this department store that's like really high fashion. So they're like, okay. we'll get you in. Like they're, they they kind of like swapped out or they put her resume in like the callback one or whatever. Um, so then they sent her like a letter. Um, and so she's like, oh, we got you, we got you like a job at that clothing store that you really want to like work at. And she's like, thank you. But it's like a cleaning job. So she's like, well, you know, I'll get my foot in the door. I'll work my way up. So she's like cleaning and everything. But her manager like refuses to talk to her. And she's like, I have an idea on this. I have an idea on this. And he's like, I don't care, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So she's like wasting away her potential at this like dead end job, even though she's at the place she wants to be at, but it's just not what she wants to do. So then one night 
she like fucks something up at one point and then the manager is already like you're on thin ice and she's like whatever and then she decides to so she gets drunk one night and while at work and she um she gets drunk one night and she looks at this display and she's like, this display is so boring. I could do a better job than this. So she like trashes the display and like fucks it all up and everything. And when her boss comes in, he sees her like sleeping at the display, but like so many people are paying attention to it now. But this is also the day that like the actual fashion designer of the place is coming over. So they're like, Oh my God. Um, and the guy like pulls her out. He's like, you are so fired. You're so fired. Um, and she's like hiding because they're trying to look for her. And then the lady comes into the door, the fashion designer lady, and it's Emma Thompson. And she's like, who did the display out in the front? And the guy's like, oh, it was this bitch. I'm about to fire her. And, she's <laughs> like, and she was like, you're going to fire her? And he was like, yeah, we, we just did. And she was like, that display is better than everything I've seen in like 10 years. So I'm going to hire this person as like my designer. Um, and it's the lady, yeah, so they're like, oh, okay, cool. So she's known as the Baroness. So the Baroness okay. is like this top fashion designer, blah, blah, blah. So she, she works for the Baroness now, and she's like one of the designers, and the Baroness is running this whole like project runway kind of bullshit thing. She's like, our spring collection, we need 10 clothes, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh -huh. She's like, she's like a hard ass. I think she fires somebody on the spot for some reason, and then, like, everyone wears, like, all white in the fashion thing. She's like, I need clothes, like, right now, blah, 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 blah. They're like, okay. And Estella, she starts to, like, take a liking to Estella, because Estella is, has new and different ideas, and is the only one that seems to actually be thinking forward, and the Baroness just really uh -huh. takes a liking to her stuff. And then Estella notices that, um, when she's, like, because she's kind of, like, because the Baroness takes a liking to her, she's kind of, like, asking her in for different opinions and, like, kind of taking her on as, like, a mentor kind of thing, like, as her assistant. Um, yeah. And then Estella notices, oh, yeah, there's, like, this necklace at the beginning of the movie that the mom always wore, and then she gave it to Estella and was like, this is yours, but then Estella lost it, like, the day that her mom died in the grass because she was tumbling all over the place. Oh, I see, and what's her face is wearing that necklace. The Baroness is wearing the necklace. And Estella's like, where did you get this necklace from? And the Baroness is like, oh, a previous employee stole it. Um, and then, yeah, she, yeah, she stole it beforehand. And so now Estella's like, oh, okay, well, then you took this, for, like, from my mother, basically. So now she tells, like, Jasper and Horace, she's like, we gotta run a con, I want to get that necklace now. Um... So they decide to crash this, like, party that the Baroness okay. is holding. Um, so now Estella, because the Baroness only knows her with the red hair, Estella's like, I'm going to make an alter ego for myself, and I, this time I'm going to go by Cruella because I'm doing some bad thing, and I'm going to wear my natural oh my hair color because uh, you can just do that, I guess. Um, She's just going to what? How is she going to get rid of that? I don't know. Is she wearing a wig, I think, at some point? They show her dyeing it as a kid, but then, like, they show a wig later. So, oh I guess she's just wearing okay. a wig. Um, oh, yeah, she, like, she's fashion shopping, and she stops into this store with, like, a... Fashion shopping. She's fashion shopping. She stops by this store, because the store has, like, an old design of the Baroness's, like, this old red dress, and she goes inside. And the owner is 
I think they're supposed to be like this non-binary or at the very least like gay man um okay. shop owner LG queer shop owner um so it's like wow Cruella says yes to queer rights <laughs> Cruella's an ally because they get along great um and she's like I want of this course. dress whatever blah 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 we're like okay cool so she crashes the party and she's wearing like this old design um I think this is when the fire keeps the happens. fire thing yeah, yeah. And she's wearing so she like kind of low-key like a I think that's what happens. It's either that or some other thing. I don't remember. They're, they're, she's doing all sorts of stuff. So, like, she's trying to steal. <laughs> she's doing all sorts of things. How can I keep track? Yeah. And then, like, Jasper and Horace are in, like, the cleaning truck. Um, mm-hmm. So they're trying to say there's, like, a rat problem over there or whatever. But they're trying to say that Wink the Chihuahua is, like, the rat. They put him in this cute little, like, rat costume. <laughs> so oh, my God. Horace is, like, being like, rah, you know. I, they're like, we didn't call an exterminator. He's like, all right, you say you didn't call an exterminator, but uh, there's a rat right there. And it's the dog. They're like, oh, my God, go get it. So he's, like, going. So they're trying to, like. <laughs> okay. They're they buy to, it, sure. Yeah. So, like, Cruella, I think, is supposed to just show up and create a distraction okay yeah so she does like the fire thing. she's trying to create a distraction at the party while jasper and horace are trying to steal the necklace in um the baroness's like secret spy room or whatever so now it's a heist movie so they're trying to like get okay. it um and i don't remember if they actually did steal it or not um but well like a lot of things are going wrong and then at some point and then the baroness decides to talk to cruella um, because it's a, it's a masquerade party. So that's also why she doesn't yeah. recognize her right away. Got the mask. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so then the Baroness is like talking to her and everything. Um, and, but then she discovers that the Baroness has like a dog whistle, which she uses to control her pet Dalmatians. And uh-huh. Estelle is like, oh, this woman killed my mother. 10 years ago and mm-hmm. stole the necklace. Those were her Dalmatians. The woman I idolized for so long actually killed my mother. Oh no. So now, What a shock. No yes, one saw that coming. No one saw that coming. No one saw it coming. So now she's out for blood. Um, uh-huh. And she's telling Jasper and Horace, like, we gotta get revenge. So now her, she's like, the thing the Baroness loves the most is attention. And what she hates the most is someone upstaging her. So she decides to keep crashing at the Baroness's party, wearing better and better fashion choices, and just constantly, like, upstaging her. That's what she's doing Mm. all the time. Um, And she's still going to work as Estella, but then crashing her stuff as Cruella, and she meets Perdita, and, like, she gets Perdita to help her by, like, writing more pieces about her, but like spreading the articles about her, because now Perdita's Perdita's a journalist. Perdita a journalist? Yeah. Okay. Um, she sees her, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. She sees her at like a party. So she's, she shows up at Pretty This mm-hmm. and is like, Pretty to darling, remember when we were friends? And Pretty is like, oh yeah, that. And she's like, can you just like really write a bunch of pieces about me when I show up at this and this and that and that? And they're like, okay. Um, so she keeps showing up. So yeah. And also the dog, when they were trying to like get the necklace, the dog like swallowed the necklace. 
Okay, of course. Yeah, of course. So Cruella's like out trying to humiliate the Baroness. She's getting more publicity. Everyone's like, who is Cruella? Who could Cruella possibly be? Who is this? We've never seen anyone look so peculiar in our entire lives. I know. They're like, wow, the fashion is so great. Like, is the Baroness have a contender? Yada, yada. And the Baroness like hates Cruella. She's like, find her and destroy her. Um, uh-huh. And then also Estella is like still working for her. Um and it's just she's seeing both sides of this but then as she keeps doing this like cruella stuff the cruella persona starts coming in to take over more scared me Uh uh-huh so then like horace and jasper don't really like how she treats them also it seems like Uh jasper has like feelings for cruella he's like Mm -hmm. the tall smart one and horace is like the the short chubby one yeah he's like the comic relief and jasper and cruella are a bit closer but they're both like i don't really like what's going on here it's kind of like devil's uh-huh. Prada sort of thing like you've changed you're um, turning into something terrible because of fashion yeah pretty much <laughs> and then and then and then it's called being a girl boss jasper <laughs> you wouldn't understand um the baroness has a lawyer named roger who is, is that mark strong to be no 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 the mark strong is like her butler or whoever um oh emma thompson's butler yeah she has a lawyer named roger um who who is he played by he's brown um even novak i don't know who that is i think he's south asian yes persian okay or iranian parents gotcha so she like fires her lawyer roger because he can't find cruella and it's like this. Oh, assault. Emma Thompson's character. Yeah, because um, Roger. Like, yes, why does Estella have a lawyer? No, Emma Thompson's character has a lawyer, but she fires him. And I was like, Roger was always a like musician sort of person. What is this lawyer backstory? Um, oh, so that's supposed to be Roger from 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, he's a musician. Yeah, it's supposed to be because he got fired from being a fired, lawyer and he's he like, "Well, I'm finally gonna follow my dream of becoming a musician and writing jingles for stuff." Yeah, so I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, and then Estella kidnaps the rewrites. None of us asked for. Truly, like I don't mind the casting. Like that's cool and all, but I'm like, what is his backstory? Um, and then Estella kidnaps one of the Dalmatians, like the one that swallowed the necklace. So now the Baroness is like, oh my god, I'm being upstaged by this person and one of my dogs is missing and I still don't have all the outfits for my spring collection. My life is horrible right now. <laughs> my life is in ruins. Yeah. Nothing is turning up. The Baroness. Yes. It's all turning up. Cruella. <laughs> and then Estella also keeps like making these jokes about like skinning the dog or cutting the dog up or whatever but they're like well we're just gonna wait for the necklace to come out the dog like he's gonna poop it out eventually right? the natural way yeah. yeah um but she keeps going into this Cruella stuff because she's just so consumed with revenge and also fashion changes you and also we just we just can't handle obsessed women characters without every character in her life telling her hey maybe chill can you, have you thought about calming down? And I'm like, why? That's a whole other thing. I'm going to get into that later. So, like, they keep being like, you could be nicer. And she's hey, like, Karina, it sounds like maybe you need to chill. Oh you know, God. maybe stop getting so obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
There's, like, Estella then, like, makes a dress for... Because the Baroness starts to think maybe Estella is Cruella, but she's not How could she possibly come up with that idea? How indeed. They look absolutely nothing alike. (laughs) Right. Um, So she, like, makes this beautiful beaded dress. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, it looks... If you remember that Guinevere dress, like, the historical one that's, like, made of, like, embroidered bug wings or bug shells or whatever. Like, the beading. Of course not. But it's, it's like, like an actual thing. The mom's dress from Brave, the green one, is based off of this dress. Okay. Yeah. So, she makes this beautiful beaded dress. It's, like, all these, like, iridescent things or whatever. Um... But then, and so that's, like, the final piece for the spring collection. But when the Baroness, like, tries to show it or tries to show that dress, um, there's no dress because moth, like, they opened the spring collection and the dress was hiding, like, moth eggs. And they, like, explode out of the dress and they, like, eat everything inside the collection. Wait, wait, wait. The dress was made out of moth eggs? Yeah. They were smuggled sure. in you know as, like, embroidery, because, like, Estella is, like... Sure. Why yeah. not? You know what? Why yeah. not? Yeah. We already saw a woman get jump kicked off of a balcony. We, like, why not? I think there is the cocoons, but what they're smuggled in there, in the embroidery. So Estella's, like, hand-sewing, and then, like, all the moths burst out, they eat, like, all the clothing, and then they, like, fly out. So that's why when, like, the the door with, like, the stuff flying out, that's what that is in the trailer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, and then when that's happening, she, Cruella, is, like, having her own fashion show, like, in the park next door or whatever. Um, Because she's like, oh, no, there's no fashion ever here, but come to my fashion show. So they're doing that, and she's doing her whole, like, fashion thing or whatever. Um, and the Baroness is like, you know what? I think these two people are the same, because this was Estella's dress that she handmade, and now she has ruined my entire collection. It's got to be her, right? So she has Jasper and Horace arrested, and then she ties up Estella, and she, like, tells Estella, like, I figured you out, like, in the apartment. She's like, I figured you out, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to kill you by setting your whole apartment on fire but then i'm gonna frame it on your two friends and they're gonna go to jail forever kind of thing um okay she also showed up in like at her fashion show in like a dress that looked like it was made out of dalmatian fur so the rumor was like did she kill the baroness's dog um because like the baroness knows cruella stole her dog so, and okay, then, so she does know that. Okay. Yes, and then because she's like, who else would have stolen my dog? And then she's wearing like a dress that looks like it's made out of Dalmatian fur. And the Baroness is like, she skinned the dog, and everyone's like, did you skin the dog? Did you skin the dog? But they did it. Corella like thought about it and joked about. It. They were like, you're crazy, but then she doesn't. But she's like, oh, but I'm inspired to make a dress that kind of looks like that. Um, uh-huh. which like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> so she like almost dies. In this She's appropriating fire. Dalmatian culture. <laughs> she like almost dies in this fire, but then she's rescued by Mark Strong, who reveal and they have the necklace at this point. He reveals that the necklace is a key to a box that has Estella's birth records. And it turns out... She's super rich. She's the daughter of the Baroness. But the Baroness didn't want her because she was born with that half and half hair. 
Yeah. So she was like, get rid of the baby. Like, throw it away. Kill it. And she lies to her husband and says that, like, the baby, like, died, died or, whatever. or whatever. And then the husband is, like, so sad that he dies of grief um, or something like that. And so now, like, the Baroness has inherited, like, her husband's money and house and everything like that. But technically, Estella is, like, now, like, the rightful heir to all of this. Um but John didn't kill the baby. He gave it to the mother, like Estella. The former like the employee. The adopted yeah. mother who used to work for the Baroness. Uh-huh. And so he gave it to her and she ran off and raised Estella in secret. So then when, a, when she came to visit the Baroness to like ask her for money, the Baroness was like, I'm going to have you killed because you stole my necklace. Um, so yeah, so he, he tells her all this stuff and Estella is kind of mad about her mom lying to her. And she like, she, there's like a fountain that like when she first got to London, she was like, mom, we made it. I wish you were here kind of thing. And whenever she's like, has an update, she goes to the fountain, like with her dog and like talks to her mother over there. So after she finds all of this out, she goes to the fountain and she's like, you were a good mom, even though you lied to me. But then she's also like, you were... Turns out Cruella is who I actually am. I think I'm actually just like a crazy psycho person because my actual biological mother is a crazy psycho person. So nature wins over nurture because fuck everything of parenting you've ever done for me and you tried to like hide my true self. She has like this weird complicated relationship with her mom where she's basically like, I'm going to stop being good because I tried so hard to be good for you, but it turns out I was never supposed to be good because my mother was crazy but she never really tried to be good. She was trying to say, like, it's not in her nature because of who her actual mother was. Okay. Because I was like, because she was committing crimes and stuff. Like, it's yeah. not like her trying to be good. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Okay. Okay. Um, so she decides to, like, go only by Cruella now. And she's like, Estella is no more. And she, like, tells her mom that she loves her and then, like, goes off. And then she, like, goes to break Jasper and Horace out of jail and they kind of like want nothing to do with her because she's been such like a huge bitch to them for a lot of the movie but then she apologizes um and they're like okay fine we're family um so she recruits them for like her final and they regret it for the rest of their lives yeah so they have like one more scheme she's gonna crash the Baroness's charity gala and you're kind of like, is she going to kill this woman or not? And Jasper's like, I don't think you should kill her. Revenge is not the way. They have like an Avatar Katara moment where they're like, don't kill her. <laughs> it won't bring your mother back and it won't change anything. And she's like, don't tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah. So it, it like shows her like with like this syringe right like the needle thing or whatever but the neat she doesn't and you're like oh my god is she gonna like poison this lady but she i forgot what she does she just like kind of sticks her a little bit but that's that's it um enough there's nothing in there she also she mails like a black and white wig to everybody who's gonna go to the gala because the way the news has it they think cruella died in the fire so they were like cruella was killed in this fire yada yada so now they're having like this gala so then cruella mails these black and white wigs to everybody to wear as kind of like hey 
in she kind of forges like a note that's like in member in remembrance of Cruella, please wear this wig at the gala kind of thing. And the Baroness, I guess, has like uh thinks that maybe Cruella might still be alive because they didn't find a body at the fire. So she's like, I want security to be on high alert for Cruella if she does show up. But because everybody shows up wearing black and white wigs. I wouldn't have showed up in that wig. I would have burned that thing. Everyone wore one. So it's like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to tell who is who because of the stupid wig thing or whatever. Because I can only see black and white and I can't see any other features of another human being. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're doing this. And then at some point, Estelle, or Cruella, I guess, like meets up with the Baroness outside and she Mm -hmm. tells her like, I'm your daughter kind of thing. And the Baroness is like, oh my God, I can't believe that you're my daughter. Well, this also makes sense because you're so like talented in fashion and all that. So she like (laughs) pretends to like show remorse to her or whatever she likes uh-huh. like, oh my god my daughter like come here i'm your mother of course this makes sense all is forgiven sort of thing she like hugs her and then like throws her off the cliff um of course but then when she pushes her off a cliff she doesn't realize that like all the guests were led outside for like some special event and so everyone can see saw... her trying to kill cruella Deville. yeah so they saw her and they're like oh my god it looks like this bitch actually like killed her and she's like she fell she fell she tripped she fell it wasn't me and they're like we literally just watched you pushing this lady um she tripped out of my arms (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so then they oh cruella dresses up as estella so she doesn't show up looking like cruella because everybody thinks that cruella died right so she shows up as estella and is so they yeah so they're, they're just like she killed this random lady yeah this random lady with red hair um so, but of course, Corella survives because she built a parachute out, out of, of her hair, out of clothes. I don't know. Like, it's just a parachute built into her clothing. So she survives the fall. And then because she's a flying squirrel now. Yeah. And then she gets rid of her Estella disguise for good. And then like, kind of climbs up the cliff face, I guess, in time to see the Baroness get arrested. Um... Because they're like, you literally just pushed a woman to death out of cold blood. And then, so the Baroness is arrested, yada yada. Um, and then Corella decides to pick the last name DeVille because she stole a car that's a Panther DeVille car. So it's like, she's naming herself after the car. And then she inherits the big giant mansion hall and shortens it to Hell Hall. And then they go in there and she's like, we've got a lot of work to do. And then the movie ends. And then there's a mid credit scene where, so they find out that the Dalmatian that they like stole was pregnant and that Dalmatian gave birth to puppies. So she gives a puppy to Perdita and she gives a puppy to Roger. And she's like, from Cruella, here's your dog. And they're like, yay, I have a puppy. And then Roger, is sudden, he's, they, they show him start to compose the Cruella DeVille song. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. We saw him <laughs> composing the song for the first time after he marries Anita. I keep calling her Perdita. The dog's name is Perdita. The lady's name yeah, is Anita. Yeah, he's Anita. Yeah. Sorry. That's why I was confused. I was like, I thought. The okay. dog's name is Perdita, but her name is yeah. Anita. That's right. Yes. 
So it's like after he marries Anita is when he makes the song because he meets Cruella for like the first or second or third time because he had yeah met yeah her. it's like the second or third time because he's like your friend is so weird and creepy and then he's like Cruella Dove. yeah and he yeah. makes up the song because he's making fun of her and he's like why are you friends with this super creepy lady yeah like because he had been like making this jingle for a while and he didn't have yeah. any lyrics and then he was like that's it and then he starts yes, singing yes. about her and I'm like that is where the song comes from what is this weird bullshit of him and like his little apartment now making a song George. inspired by like this this fashion person or whatever like now you're singing Cruella De- like no because she gave you a puppy no this isn't what kind of long con I know George I just I hate that she gives them the dogs because it's like did she give it to them knowing like like what like like what (laughs) what what did was she thinking I really want a Dalmatian coat here's my 10-year plan I'm going to give, <laughs> give dogs away. A dog. Eventually, they will marry each other. I will enforce a like. That is weird though. Now because now I know those dogs are like related, which is. Oh, that's even worse. Oh no. <laughs> They're siblings. <laughs> and I think like dogs, like they know like if you're family or not, right? Like that's. I didn't even think of that. You didn't even think about that because I remember seeing a lot of things talking about like, oh my God, I can't believe the dogs are siblings. And I was like, what the hell happened to this movie? (laughs) Yeah, technically they're siblings because they're from the same litter. (laughs) Your face. Can Hollywood just lay off of the implied incest for once in their fucking life? No. Just please, like... This is awful. Because before I was just mad at, like, this doesn't match up with timeline. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Timeline-wise, it doesn't make any sense. No, because even, like, because Cruella's old in, like, the movie and stuff. Like, she's, what, 50 or something? Like, she looks terrible. Yeah. Like, she might not be that old, but she doesn't look. Yeah. She definitely looks older than uh, Anita, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And it's, like, (sighs) so that didn't make sense. And then it was like, well, she's not supposed to know Roger because she shared a car ride with Roger at one point. So they had like met each other. And it's uh-huh. like, he, he doesn't know anything about her. You know, like he, he doesn't know her at all in like the actual film. And so I'm like, why would she give either, why would she give these two puppies just to later come back and demand puppies Damn. from the litter to turn into a coat? Yeah. That doesn't make sense motivation-wise, unless she's actually just now she's evil, and we don't get to see her actually being evil. It's just in the middle, right? Like, this crazy, weird long con. But then now there's the added thing of those dogs are siblings, so they could never make puppies. They won't do it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No. Because, yeah, it was like sibling, sibling dogs wouldn't like animals know who like their siblings and family is like well i mean there is a lot of like inbreeding so it's not no no yeah for sure it's not like impossible but so it's either it wouldn't happen or literally 101 dalmatians the suggestion is that they're all inbred yeah which is like no 
why it's just so uh so that's the movie it's just (laughs) dumb and weird and unnecessary and my i have so many complaints about this film one of them being the most of the main cast is white Mm-hmm. We have Roger and Anita are actors of color, and then Jasper, I think, is also an actor of color. But everyone else is white. But the surrounding supporting cast and all the extras and everyone else are pretty diverse. Like, the fashion designers are all really diverse, the staff, the security, whatever. Um, there's a lot of fighting that happens, like, with them or whatever. And my... Or also, like, the Baroness, they have to, like, show her as, like, this really awful woman. Because at one point, she, like, throws a chair at one of her, like, maids or whatever. Um, Like, she's, like, a terrible person. And my complaint is, like, yes for diversity, but I'm really getting tired of movies that have a core... Sorry. That have, like, a core white cast surrounded Mm -hmm. by a diverse supporting cast... But the white cast just like, uh, like yells at or fights or hits or just like like the 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 way they treat the other people is still like, not great, you know. And I know it's like they would do this like regardless of what the the racial demographics are. But it's just frustrating because it's like, I see that you're putting more diverse people into the movie, but you're putting them into these like supporting or background roles. They end up just being used as props by the main (laughs) cast, which I also think is not good. Like I have this problem with Loki a bit. Um, I noticed this a lot again in Cruella. Um, And like there are other movies too, where it's like, this all let, let's say all the security guards are really diverse, but then our main character is still white, so he's still beating up a bunch of people of color, you know. So it's like this: there's more diversity, but the the dynamics and the agencies of these characters are still very different. You you know what I mean? I feel like if your main cast was diverse, like I want to see a diverse main cast in addition to a diverse supporting and background cast. Otherwise, it's just like you're still you're still um what is it called um making the white people central to the story. So you're still making white people central to the story. You know, uh-huh. like you're still focusing on white people and the white protagonist, and then it comes off. It can come off as either white savior or it can come off as like well, it's still a white story. It's just they're surrounded by all these other diverse people and i'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of films doing this and it seems like they're doing it just so they can be like oh we're diverse and it's like but your main cast is still not diverse you know mm-hmm. so now you're just using bodies of color as props or background or setting or like fun scenery or actual bodies for you to fight and therefore cannon fodder right it's been really frustrating to continue seeing it so that was a complaint i had about cruella but then also just like Nothing Cruella does is that bad. Like, she's pretty justified in, like, her motive. Like, this woman kills her mother. So it's like, okay, I can understand why she wants revenge. Like, the worst thing she does is, like, kind of be a bitch to her, like, two friends that she lives with. But it's Mm -hmm. weird because in the original movie, they're just henchmen. Yeah, they're not her friends. So it's like... 
Wait, wait, which is just weird because I'm like, well, this fits her actual character that we actually like, but it's now it's being challenged because we've established like a family relationship here, right? And they're upset because she's treating them poorly. And it's like, I get it, but like, what? Like, it's, it feels confused. Like, I feel like the movie doesn't commit to really giving us Cruella. They're giving us the sympathetic version of Cruella that is actually pretty justified in everything she does. Her worst thing is that she's obsessed and that she's mean. Like her, like she's evil because she's mean. Because that's all that she, she's just being mean. To like, yeah. You, you it's know? they're too afraid to like commit to making her an anti-hero basically, right? Because, right, if this is her story, then obviously... Right, but like you have, you have to not be afraid to push her past those limits. Yeah. Right, like if, because if she's like those are her friends, right? But we know that they become her henchmen. Or like we need to see that relationship dissolve, right? Like yeah. we need to see them being very close, and then to her alienating them completely. But them, maybe just even like being dependent on her for everything, right? To the point where they can't leave, right? And she needs them too, right? So yeah. it's like a like an abusive codependent kind of relationship, yeah. right? Like that would make much more sense. Yeah, or even if like their original relationship wasn't that close. Yeah, where she just like yeah, she like put out like an ad and was like, "I need two henchmen," and it was just these two fools that she found. Yeah, right. Like even that makes sense. Yeah, or um, no, like I mean, even if they met each other like as kids, but the two boys no, yeah. just always mistreat her constantly and they talk down on her or whatever. So she, like we see her being talked down on by these guys but then as she gets more power in there she starts taking the lead and then treating them how they treated her to her yeah that makes sense that too. also yeah, yeah, makes sense right so she can still be this bitch but then we're still like rooting for her because mm-hmm. we don't feel like because we've seen how they treat her but no it's like we're a family and then like can you not be mean to us or can you say please and thank you and she's like no boom and it's like this is confusing i don't know what mm-hmm. we're to root for And then, again, I have an issue with... I see this all the time. I saw this a lot in Queen's Gambit, which is that Netflix miniseries about, like, the chess player. Yeah, with the actress with the really big eyes. Yeah. Um, The wide-set eyes. Yes. Okay, look. They keep finding uglier and uglier white women to make attractive, (laughs) and I'm tired. I am so tired. I am so tired. Like, how about we stop looking at ugly white women and calling them pretty and we just look at, like, women of color and just admit that they're beautiful. Like, I'm so tired. Yeah. Because, like, what's the name of that one act? I don't know if she's an actress or a singer. The one that's been cast as the Little Mermaid. Like, she also has white set eyes. And people are like, oh, she's so ugly. Like, whatever. It's like, okay, uh... but this dumb white girl, she looks terrible. Like, I don't think she's pretty at all compared to this girl. And they're just like, oh, I'm like, what? What is wrong with you people? Yeah. Like, anyway, I'm tired. I actually like the white girl's face. I watched the movie because I like her face. Um, Feel free to to like her face, but you're wrong. Uh. I just think it's an interesting face. I'm like, what is this face? I've never seen it before. Um, But in that film, the character is like, all she cares about is chess. Because she is Mm -hmm. good at it. Like, she is phenomenal at chess and she wins and she wins and she wins like what's so satisfying is seeing her win like every single match like she wins every single match except for like two where she's playing Mm -hmm. against the best chess player in the world like a russian right 
So it makes sense why she lost those games. But every other game leading up to it, she just wins, obliterates everybody. So it's very satisfying to watch because it's like not like not only is the film like the series telling us she's good at chess, but we're seeing her be very good at chess. It's just so like fun to see her just constantly win, especially because they're showing chess as very like white and male. Right. And she's mm -hmm. and so it's and she's very young and it's it's good. And they go into interesting things about like being single-mindedly obsessed with like the one thing that you're good at right which is like we've seen this kind of story before right and the conflicts that come with that but i feel like when it's a man who mm -hmm. has a single obsession that at something he's good at right it has to be something he's good at even though we see the conflicts it has on how it wears down on his relationships with his family and his wife or whoever at the end of the day, the movie kind of says it's still good that he did this because he was just so incredible at it. This is just the one thing that's about him, right? The mm -hmm. other stuff is just bumps in the road. But with her, every single character keeps <laughs> telling her, you need to get a life beyond chess. You need to get a life beyond chess. There's more to life than just chess. Have you ever thought about doing more than just chess? Have you ever thought about getting married? What if you got married to me, huh? What if you stopped thinking about chess and got married to me because I stopped thinking about chess and I want to get married, so you should get married to me. Like, like it's like she keeps being questioned by everybody on like why is this the only like is there anything else more to your life than chess or whatever and i'm like why is the woman here i've seen so many films where the man who actually should be questioned and needs balance not have balance in his life and it's like oh but it was necessary right like the steve jobs movie or whatever right but then with this it's like suddenly the movie is saying that she needs balance and for the series, I will say, I don't know what their messaging is because they don't really commit to a side or not. Mm -hmm. She's still so good at it. So they're like, does she need balance? Does she not need balance? She seems to be kind of like, I'm going to live my life however I want. Like, if I want this thing, I'm going to do it. If I want this thing, I'm going to do it. I don't want to do anything else besides chess, so I'm not going to kind of thing. But so I'm like, okay, but I don't know how the movie wants us to feel about it, which is why I'm like conflicted. But it was so frustrating to see her get so much backlash for that. And then for this mm -hmm. movie, it's like Cruella is obsessed with fashion. And she's also obsessed with vengeance. But then she keeps getting like, there's more to life than revenge. Killing her won't bring back your mother. Nah, 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 nah. You're obsessed. You're crazy. You're whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, not this again. And then we saw it in The Devil Wears Prada, right? We had an ambitious woman who became more and more ambitious. And then her jerk ass boyfriend and her dumb, stupid friends were like, oh no, like suddenly now you're whatever. And it's like, what? And then they were trying to show Miranda Priestly as like, because she was too obsessive around fashion or whatever, that that's not the way to go. You need a well-balanced life if you're a woman. And I'm like, I want more men to see this messaging. I'm kind of tired of seeing women <laughs> getting this messaging. But then also we get this messaging and it was in Soul and it was in Princess and the Frog for the black protagonist, right? They worked really hard for one goal and they really, and they, they're like, I'm gonna keep working, I'm gonna keep working, I'm gonna keep working for this thing. And what does everyone around them say? Take a break, find something else. You don't need to work so hard. Like that's the message for both of those characters. And I've seen people after Soul came out mention like, why is this messaging keep happening with black protagonists? So I feel like it's like, if you're not an ambitious straight white man, the messaging and you're an ambitious anything else, the messaging you're gonna get is like, but balance your life. 
unless you're an ambitious straight white man, in which case it's like, nah, it's it's okay if you're single-mindedly about this thing. We're going to root for you till the end, and we're going to paint you in a positive light, even if you ruin your entire life doing it. So I'm just annoyed with, with that. Because <laughs> I feel like this movie plays into it. Um, and then just like the stupid Dalmatian backstory. There is... There's an artist I follow on Twitter, Kelly Turnbull, and she said that before the movie came out, she was like, you know, I think a compelling backstory for Cruella would be if she decided to make a statement using real animal furs in her fashion as a commentary on how people don't actually care about animal welfare unless it's being used in fur clothing, right? Because people abuse animals, like, systemically no matter what, and no one really cares until, like, oh, no, now it's being used in clothing, right? Or, like, how people will, like, after 101 and Dalmatians came out, so many people bought Dalmatians as pets, but then they didn't know how to take care of them, so then so many of the Dalmatian dogs got, like, abandoned or abused or returned or killed or whatever. Um, And this happens whenever there's, like, a movie with a popular dog in it, right? Everyone wants that specific dog, but then they don't take care of the dog. So then... If that was Cruella's thing where she's seeing, like, lots of people trendily getting a specific type of dog and then not taking care of the dog, which is arguably more cruel, right? And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to make clothing to, like, kind of show the irony of it. Like, that would be a compelling kind of backstory, right? Or, like, motivation or whatever. If she starts that way and then just maybe keeps going or whatever or something. Or just someone joked about like, you know, it would be, it would make more sense if the mom just had a pet Dalmatian that she loved more than Cruella. And that's why Cruella doesn't like Dalmatians or something. But how they did it was just like stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are my thoughts on the movie as someone who's seen it. What are your thoughts? I'm trying to think of what would be a good backstory for Cruella. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I don't care. So it's kind of hard to to really sort of focus on that, I guess. Yeah. Um, it seems like they were trying to make like their own kind of version of Harley Quinn, right? Like someone yeah. who's like unstable kind of thing. That's what I got from the trailer. Yeah. Um, she's like, I'm just crazy. And it's like, is yeah. this supposed to be like Disney's Harley Quinn kind of thing? That's the vibe I got. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think like what would be, a good yeah. backstory. I mean, it could be if you want to write with the her mom loved animal like a Dalmatian more than her. It could just be that like she grew up in an environment where she played second fiddle to just like a whole bunch of different animals. Yeah. Right? So like as she grew up, like she's constantly trying to strive for affection from her parents or whomever her guardians, mm-hmm. right? But they're constantly like they care more about the dogs or the horses or whatever kind of animals they are to the point where she snaps mm-hmm. and like maybe she just kills all of them and like she is like thrown out or like whatever um but she realizes you know that again she's a fashion whatever you know mm-hmm. and she like uses this like as an art and as a way to like get that love from other people using these animals you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. like i yeah. think 
like animal print is so popular yeah like animal print is so popular right like if you love animals so much right why don't you wear them why don't you become one like whatever like maybe that's what it is right like she's like anyone who wears this is an animal and maybe that's why she wears furs because maybe if she becomes it this makes sound like she's a furry but like <laughs> if she like wears animals again right? like she's an animal and she'll get that love you know yeah. from whomever it is she was trying to get that from yeah. I, I don't know I'm trying to think of what would make this a better movie <laughs> I don't know if that's better but off the top of my head I'm just gonna think like what well no I right because like what I'll continue like what would make a person you know snap be snap and make them sort of cruel enough to like kill dogs and skin them to wear them as 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 for a coat you know yeah um No, I agree, because it's like, either you need to start with she's just god-awful, and we're just seeing how terrible she is, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, just watching this, like, a character study on just this enormous mega bitch and how she got even worse, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think, like, that that this happened? Because she, it's, it's an entitled woman that's like, I'm going to pay how much for the puppy so that I can buy them so that when they're older, I can kill them and make a coat out of them, Right. Like, that's like, that's like, wow. But people like that exist because they're rich and entitled and out of touch, right? So it's like, how do you get there? Either she's unsympathetic from the very beginning, but we root for her because she's so charismatic, right? And then we see her kind of just start as like a bitch and then she snaps. Or if we're going to go the sympathetic route, how do you go with someone who just goes a little too far? Yeah, and then, off the deep end, yeah. And then likes it and continues and to likes that it. far. You know, right. or maybe doesn't like, yeah, doesn't realize they've gone too far, right? Like they think that they haven't gone far enough, really. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Like maybe with your. I think that body. makes more sense because I think she is pretty grounded villain, at least. You know. In a way, I know she's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But like she a hundred percent believes she's in the right, right? I think that's the one thing that's very important about her. I don't think that she ever has a moment where she thinks like what I'm doing is insane, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Which I guess most villains won't, right? But there are some pretty cartoony villains. And I mean, she can be a bit cartoony like in the cartoon or whatever, but um, I mainly seen the live action ones. So like to me, that's live action one. Oh, with Glenn Close. Those are really good. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, maybe if we go with their clothing idea, she starts with just, like, painting animal prints. And then she starts, like, making her own animal prints. But then she's like, there's just something still off about it. And that's when she's like, it needs to be the real animal. Right? Mm-hmm. So then she, and like, then Yeah, and then it just becomes, like, more exotic animals. Yeah. Or just, like, so many comments. Like, yeah. that it's like, okay, well, yes, of course we do kill zebras and we wear zebra, like, whatever. Right? Like, mm-hmm. that, okay... We can forgive that, right? But then it starts being, you know, things that you wouldn't, you know, cats, dogs, whatever. And then it's like, okay, well, that's unhinged, you know? It's like, no, it's art. It's my fashion. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that would be more. I mean, yeah, you could just focus completely on her as an artist, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and what that means to her as an artist. Mm Mm-hmm. And what that means for her art, in this case, would be fashion, but... Yeah. Interesting. 
think my roommate's playing on the ukulele out in the room. That's okay. Someone's watching TV downstairs. There's just a lot of noise on this end. So yeah. like, I forgot to put I my apologize. I forgot to put my sign. Up. That's okay. I was like, I don't need to do that, and then <laughs> womp. But it's okay. I don't have a sign. No one in this house respects uh, <laughs> me. Or no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just think there's just better ways. If you really wanted to make this movie, there's better ways to do it. But I also don't think this movie needed to be made. This movie definitely didn't need to be made. No one cares about Cruella. Yeah. And she's just the whole time like, I'm so bad. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like another thing, right? Like, if someone's bad like you don't want them to acknowledge like oh i'm such a bad person right like that's like a faux bad person kind of thing right like that's a poser that's someone like trying to pretend to be bad yeah and i just think hmm, what kind what disney villain would have a good like uh i would like to see scars Ooh, origin story i think that's really interesting right because there is that brother rivalry between him and mufasa right like what gets you to the point where you kill your brother. you know kill your brother and yeah. try to take over like his kingdom right like what like i think that's that'd be an interesting yeah i really like, want an backstory movie. i definitely want an ursula movie just i want to see her become the sea witch because i think that again is interesting and that could also be something where it would be you know she started off as just like a regular you know magician or sorceress yeah. whatever and then probably trying to be contained by all these probably male (laughs) mermaids or whatever you know she definitely seems from the like one line she had talking about Mm -hmm. her backstory she seems like someone who was a star yes in her youth like an incredible like the most best top powerful person there Mm -hmm. and then she beautiful amazing like so skilled and everything she she had a fall from grace she yeah and it got exiled yes so i'm like i'm just yeah that would be really intrigued on what happens here and she's also very ambitious so it's like and she's a very charismatic character like she is a beloved villain yeah for sure she's great so i'm like did she have different morals did she do Mm -hmm. something she seems very. was she like in love with like triton and then she got spurned or something like because she is still like definitely after him and like move that movie, right? Like, yeah. so I feel like there's definitely a personal connection. I know there. she's like, we meet again. And yeah, like, it's like what history. Happened? Yeah, what happened? Exactly. I'm like, were they were they previously lovers and then something happened, right? Like, what? What went did you me? promise her something and you didn't give it to her and she tried to take it by four, yeah. right? Like, what is the? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there any other? It's the thing is, like, I guess I don't care about villain backstories. Like, I don't care why you got to where you were, necessarily. Yeah. The fact that you are here now doing a bad thing. Like, I think that's... Yeah. You know. You just need a motivation. You just need a motivation. You like, you don't need, need to... Motivation. Yeah, not everyone needs a reason why they are bad, right? Like... Well, even the motivation is, like, enough. She's like, I want to be in power again i'm wasting away here i'm like i'm i used to be the star of the whatever and then she sees an opportunity she's she's been like wondering like just plotting like how do i get back to the throne or whatever and then she's like oh wait a minute 
I see an opportunity here. She doesn't care about what Ariel's doing. She doesn't care. She's like, I'm no, gonna use yeah. Ariel to get at Triton because Triton is the guy she's after. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, this is what I want to see. Like, that, that's compelling enough. You know, we don't mm-hmm. need to know why. She, who wouldn't want to rule the ocean? You know, that's what she mm-hmm. wants. And she found a way to get it. Yeah, we don't need to know that her dog was eaten by sharks when she yeah. was three years old and yeah exactly it's 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 enough but i don't know i think people like made maleficent and then it was so popular and then they're like we're just gonna keep doing oh, this doing this stuff. yeah which i don't understand why they did maleficent did anyone ask for that either i think they just she's the most popular villain so they made a movie about her is she i think so this is all wicked's fault <laughs> That's the wrong. That's not the right but, one. Yes, Wicked is Wizard of Oz. I know, but Wicked is about the green, the witch. Oh, you're right. This is all Wicked's fault. Yeah, I thought you were saying. <laughs> like, I know what I'm talking Wicked. about. No, I misunderstood. No, I'm talking about how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a whole book, which was turned into a musical. Yeah. About the evil witch of the west, or whatever. Yeah. The Wicked Witch of the West. I was going to say The Witch of the Waste. (laughs) (laughs) I watched House of the Castle a while ago. Um, Yeah, I agree. It's just... I mean, I think there's something compelling about it. I'm not going to say I never need to see a villain backstory movie. I think there is something uh compelling about it when you do it right. Yeah. A lot of these are just done very lazily. So Mm -hmm. it's annoying. Like, I think it is interesting to kind of see from the villain's perspective because... Usually we're on the hero's perspective. It can be, we just see the villain as the bad guy. We dehumanize them for the sake of the story, right? But then if you understand where the villain's coming from, then it can be very humanizing. Um, and There is only one villain movie that will mean anything to me. Is it Loki? And it's Megamind. Oh, <laughs> yes. I was thinking about Megamind like, while we've been talking about this. I love Megamind. I love Megamind too. Because Megamind 100% thinks he is the hero, right? He Like, he sees the hero as the villain, right? Like, he yeah. took everything away from him, right? Yeah. But he like, also, he, like, he he also embraces, he knows he's the villain in the He knows he's guys. the villain, he embraces it, right? Yeah. He doesn't take it too seriously, yeah. right? Like, he sees it as a game, which I think is, you know. Yeah. Like, to me, that is compelling. And yes, he becomes a hero in the end, whatever, whatever, right? But he becomes a hero because he didn't have a hero to fight, right? Like, there's a whole, which I think, I love that movie so much. It's so good. It's funny. Um, It's good. It also goes into, because he also had kind of like a impish disposition, right he was mm-hmm. a troublemaker he didn't have the best set of morals or anything yeah right? so he similar, like embraced it or yeah, whatever similar but he still changed similar to but so similar to cruella but my last criticism i'm gonna have for it is when she just like decides like oh there's no point in me being good because my birth mother was not like this good woman mm-hmm. it was this bad woman so i'm supposed to be bad i was like what kind of weird I don't know if bioessentialist is the right word for it, but like, what kind of weird thing? Like, like reasoning. Yeah, like I get like embracing who you are, but like nature versus nurture, my guy. And also you can change if you want to be good. You could actively try to be good. You don't have to like be like, oh, well, here's an excuse for me to be bad. It's like you're just looking for an excuse 
to not yeah. be good and take accountability for your actions. Like this is lazy, uh-huh. you know, like I think it's compelling having a character who goes against what is expected of them, right? Who Like Alex, the lion goes against his nature as a carnivore and it's his whole character arc in the film Madagascar, right? Like mm-hmm. that's compelling within his character, especially the older you get of being like, oh, how does he go beyond this genetic programming or just like how he was born to be? Right. And we continue seeing a little bit of this in the later movies. And then in Megamind, he does the same thing. He was kind of always had this troublemaker streak. And then he continued being the villain because he kept being treated as the villain. But then he chose to be good later because you can choose to be good. Like that's what the whole point of Wreck-It Ralph is. Yeah. So it's weird that you're just going to throw away the parenting and influence of your adopted parent that you viewed as your parent in favor of, oh, no, I'm supposed to be bad because my birth mother is bad. It's it's just weird messaging. Yeah. I mean, in that moment, it could be right. Like, um, like, I know you've raised me to be a good person, but I need to do this. Right. Like, I need to kill her in order to avenge you. And once you do that, I will be the daughter you want me to be. Right. And then maybe after she does it, she realizes that she can't, right. Like she likes this. Yeah. So she can't do that. And then it's like, I'm sorry, mom, but like, this is who I am now. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be much more compelling. Right. I think it's like, I have tried, I have tried to do this and, and I have strayed as opposed to like, you know what? Forget everything I've been taught and told. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, Forget you, mom. If you, like, I'm just going to be evil. Yeah. And, like, they, like, try to do that. She's like, this is just who I'm supposed to be. I love you. At least you loved me kind of thing. But it just felt, it it didn't come off like how what you were saying, right? Because she Uh was already like, I'm just going to be crawling out before she even, like, goes off. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I just, it's just weird. Like, and, and again, like, she didn't even really try to be, good that much in the movie so and then even her bad part isn't even that bad which i think it's like don't whiffle in the middle commit she's either doing good and being constantly misunderstood by people and then decides fuck it i'm just like you keep misunderstanding me fine i'm gonna i'm gonna do this or she goes uh all the way 100 to bad so mm-hmm. but no they want that pg rating so we can't I, I mean, you can that. still do lots of stuff with a PG rating. That's true. PG doesn't mean implication. PG just means what's shown. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they could they could have her kill the dog in a PG movie. It's just implied. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But yeah, so that's the film. I think it's messy. I think it's self-indulgent in a way that's kind of really stupid it's fun i will say it is fun to watch even if you're making fun of it the fashion is interesting Uh um the music is like a little weird because it's like why are they playing this song (laughs) um like what like what song i can't remember but it's like it's like they're all songs that already exist like they didn't make any new songs for the movie it's Mm. like it's like a jukebox kind of soundtrack um but it feels weirdly out of place um and it's like again it's fun for the fashion um but it just looks really bad and the cg's really bad 
and the story is just whatever. Um, I would give it a two out of five. Yeah. Okay. What would you give it? I'd probably also give it a two out of five. I'm trying to think. It does definitely seem very messy storytelling wise. Um, they're also trying to show her as some weird fashion revolutionary, which is weird because it's like she's white. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, um, wow, this new face of fashion, this another thin, white, blonde-ish. She's not blonde. She's got two-tone hair. Woman. Like, wow, so revolutionary, you know. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do like the future is now. It's just very girl boss. It feels so girl boss the movie, mm-hmm. like just the whole thing. So I see. I see. I don't know. Uh, I probably still won't watch it. So not interested. It sounds as messy as it looks like it was gonna be. Yeah. Um, there was like no surprises. Like when you were telling me, like yeah. it was like oh. Yeah, I don't know. It just. Oh, this director did I, Tanya. Oh, I, Tanya. And Lars and the Real Girl. Huh. I really liked I, Tanya. I've only seen Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. He also did Fright Night, Million Dollar Arm, The Finest Hours. I could see some of I, Tanya in there. I, I really liked I, Tanya. I, I thought that was a pretty good film. Um, yeah, it just... I don't know. It's just... The movie is like... <laughs> Your face. It's watching it is like chewing on a candy wrapper. Mm-hmm. It's just like... You can kind of taste the hints of chocolate that used to be on it. And it's not super pleasant but it's also not that unpleasant so it's just it's like like the candy bar you found in like the back of the fridge like three months after halloween and yeah it's like you know when like you're a kid or something sometimes you like just chew on like a wrapper for a little no because i was never crazy it's like a stimming thing no i've never done that well some kids do that they just like chew on wrappers anyways it it feels like that i usually eat paper so like I. a normal kid. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I didn't like, you know how like if you ripped a piece of paper out and like it had like da 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 because it wasn't perforated? I didn't like eating the little pieces that you'd pluck off. That wasn't the part of the paper I ate. I'd like, pe- like tear off like a piece of the corner off and eat that. Oh, you're being bougie with paper. Like, what the heck? The texture doesn't... It's so small. It's like... It doesn't, like, melt in your mouth. <laughs> as easy as the other stuff. All right, guys. If you guys have all seen Cruella, <laughs> let us know. Let us know your paper-eating opinions. Let us know. <laughs> Anything. No, it's not any good. <laughs> Jules just asked me if Cruella was good, and I said no, and she made this face. <laughs> and she slowly backed off. It's entertaining. It's en- when it gets off premiere access, we'll watch it, Jules. Yeah. 
I wouldn't pay to watch it. I think no. it would be a lot more fun to watch drunk. But it's entertaining. It's not a boring, I'll say it, it's not a boring movie. I don't think it's okay. Boring, so, yeah. I just don't think it's very good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's it's kind of like everything I thought it was going to be, so. Yeah, exactly. Not surprised. I'm just shocked by how bad the CGI of those dogs were. Like, I'm still not over that whole scene. That scene is the best part of the movie. It's so fucking funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm shocked that that's... Did you read... Speaking of dogs, did you read the plot synopsis for the Clifford movie? No. That Clifford movie also looked terrible. I was watching the trailer like... I haven't seen the trailer, but the the synopsis for the Clifford movie is so stupid. It is really stupid based on the trailer. I was like, first of all, he was the runt of the litter. He didn't get this dog from he, a magical. He grew that big because she loved he him. He loved him so, so much. much. And uh and then the movie looks like it's set in New York, but, like, right away they leave New York. So, like, I don't <laughs> understand. Again, the books are, like, I used to watch the PBS show. The, the PBS show, yeah. So, I think, like, episode one was, like, they're in New York, and then the rest of the series, they were, like, in whatever, that know, seaside town or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so the synopsis for this... So it's like, yeah, Emily Elizabeth, who's a middle schooler. She should be an elementary schooler, but whatever. So she she finds a small red puppy from a magical animal rescuer. Already red flag. When yeah. Clifford becomes a gigantic red dog in her New the York City apartment. The next day. Like, literally the next day. And attracts the attention of a genetics company who wish to supersize animals. Emily and her clueless uncle Casey have to fight the forces of greed as they go on the run across New York City and take a bite out of the Big Apple. Along the way, Clifford affects the lives of everyone around him and teaches Emily and her uncle the true meaning of acceptance and unconditional love. Yada, yada. But like the genetics company, I was like, excuse me? What? No! No, the movie should literally be about Clifford trying to find, like, his place and wherever it is, right? Because he is such a strange outcast, right? Yeah. And then you can even have that, um, not foil, but, like, the exact same, like, similar storyline with Emily Elizabeth, right? Like, let's say they move to that new town or whatever, and it's, like, her trying to fit in is, like, oh, she's the weird girl from the city she's got a weird really big dog right and then you like do that thing and then of course clifford saves the day in some like really big way that no one else could have saved because clifford was a giant dog right and then like they like become part of the community like that's the movie exactly (laughs) why 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 is there magic involved why is there a genetics company why, why? It doesn't I make just, any sense. And then why is it an uncle? I don't know. She has parents. I don't know. They're not dead. Maybe the parent. They're on a business trip. They went out for a business trip and they never came back. Yeah, Emily has like a lawyer. Spider Man. Emily has a lawyer. She has a lawyer. Is her lawyer her uncle? <laughs> no, it's just some person. 
person on here in the cast. Emily's faithful lawyer who helps her save Clifford from a genetics. How does a 12-year-old get a lawyer? Um, excuse me, you mean you don't have a faithful lawyer? No. You haven't had one since you were 12 years old? No. <laughs> well. Oh my god. I don't even. I guess you're not uh, as well-to-do as I am. Apparently. I got my lawyer on speed dial. Wow. Thanks for listening. We'll talk Thanks to you guys for listening. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Kareen, where can they find you? Oh, where can they can find me on Instagram at Kareen is Korean. Where can they find you, us? You can find us at Don't Watch Movies on Twitter, and you can find me at Magic Monster on Twitter hey. as well. Okay. Hey. Now we're gonna go. Great Bye. comment, review. Love us. Goodbye.